0: In hebrews chapter 11 the bible lists just one person after another as a great example of what faith looks like they're given as an example to inspire us how to live and so today we come to the story of this man named enoch enoch's a pretty fascinating story there aren't many people like enoch in fact the bible only mentions two people that were taken up and would escape death, and one of those is Enoch. In Genesis chapter 5, it tells us the story about this man. It says, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Enoch walked with God, and notice that phrase, walked with God, after he fathered Methuselah 300 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 300 and 65 years. Enoch walked with God. Notice in this just short little passage, twice it describes this man as somebody who walked with God. So it says, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. So as we think about this man today, Enoch, I want to think about what does it mean uh, to walk with God? And as we look at his life, there's three questions that I really want to uh, kind of attempt to answer as we look at his life as an example for us. But first, I want to think for just a moment before we even read our passage in Hebrews that, that offers him up as an example of faith. What does this mean to, to, to walk with, with God? We see a picture of a man who was so close to God that in his time, he, he lived a short life compared to those around him because God, God took him. He experienced close fellowship with God. He lived his life following God. I think that's in part what it means to walk with God. I believe that we're living in a time when people's faith more resembles a, a wink at God. Instead of daily being consumed with thinking about how does God want me to live, being devoted to prayer, reflecting on God's Word, thinking about how to serve, it, instead, many people in our day who would even identify themselves as Christians, really their, their faith is more resembles a... a A quick wink we we wink at God at Christmas let him know we we really like the the birth story of Jesus we show up at Easter let him know that we really like the story of Jesus dying in our place sometimes maybe we even show up each Sunday morning and for just a few moments we 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 give God a little wink let him know that we we like the songs we really like the story but Enoch was a man that, that walked with God. Everything about his life was about following and fellowshipping with God. So as we think about this man, this quite an example to hold up for us, isn't it? To think about what does it mean to be so close to God? that God can't wait to take us on so that we can have this great unhindered fellowship that the Bible describes as, as heaven in Hebrews 11 verse 5 is where the Hall of Faith describes this man Enoch and so I want to ask you to join me in standing out of reverence for God's Word as we read this passage Hebrews chapter 11 beginning in verse 5 The Bible says, by faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Let's pray together. God help us today to have faith like Enoch, to believe that you exist and that you reward those who seek you. Father, may we learn from his example this morning that we too may please you with our lives, for it's in your son's name that we pray, amen. You may be seated. Well, if we think about this passage and what is said about Enoch and what can we learn from that, there's, there's three questions that I want us to kind of focus on for a moment. The first is, how can I escape death? And this is what the bible emphasizes about this man named Enoch. If you think about this, the bible actually says very little about this man in comparison to some other people. Think about this man named Joseph. If you read through uh, Genesis, when you get to Joseph, time just slows down and Joseph gets several chapters at the end of Genesis. And then there was there's King David couple of entire books dedicated to chronicling his life and how he followed God. But this man Enoch gets a very short paragraph in Genesis and a very short mention in Hebrews. and other than just a couple passing references in the Bible, that's all that it says about him. And yet it says that this man walked, with God and that he did not see death this man Enoch who walked with God he says in Genesis 524 Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him there's only one other person in the Bible that's described as going out this way his name was Elijah and the Bible says that Elijah was, was taken up in, in a whirlwind. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 11, it says, And as they still went on, they being Elijah and his protege, Elisha, who was about to take over his prophetic ministry, as they still went on and talked, behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And they went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha, not to be confused with Elijah, but Elisha, the young man who's been following and learning and preparing to take over this ministry, he saw it and he cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And listen to this. And he saw him no more other than the chariots of fire almost identical description to enoch and it says he was not found they didn't see him because god god took him and so we could spend a lot of time this morning trying to figure this out and delving into all kinds of curiosities about how is this possible that that they could just be taken straight to heaven and skip death and other things the bible says but but the the problem is is that, that that i only know what the bible says and i've already read to you everything that the bible says about what happened here so we just don't know why or how what we know about these men and today our focus is the one named enoch is that they were so close to god they walked with god in such an extraordinary way that that they escaped death so what does it mean to walk with God do you know in the Bible the word walk is used metaphorically in the same exact way that we use it today people today will say well you can talk to talk but can you walk the walk right we've all heard that right so so today we use walk metaphorically in the same exact way as they did in the Bible we use it to talk about our our lifestyle our our way of living and so the Bible speaks from the Old Testament to the New Testament about walking, about, about a way of life. And so as we think about following Christ, it's not about a moment, it's about a journey. It's not a spark, it's a process. So throughout our life, we walk with God, we live with God, we live for God. And the Bible will tell us in 1 John chapter 1, verse 6 about this walking. It says, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, meaning while we live in the, in the darkness, not among the darkness because we're supposed to be salt and light in the world, but we're not supposed to live like the world while we walk in darkness we we lie and do not practice the truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of jesus his son cleanses us from all sin so what does it mean to walk with god first of all it means to 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 walk in in purity, not perfection because first john is also very clear that if we say that we are not sin, we're a liar and the truth is not in us it's not walking in perfection but it's walking in the light and see this is this is the emphasis here is that following christ is about our ongoing lifestyle it's about a direction in our life and so following christ walking in the light walking with god it's not about being perfect it's about the direction of our life there are times when all of us fail and we sin against god the difference for the believer for the person that's walking with god is that when they fail that's exactly what it is it's a moment of failure they confess that as sin and then they get back on the path and the direction of our life is toward toward god So the bible says that that enoch walked with god doesn't mean he was perfect but the means of direction of his life was pure and that he was that he was clean in ephesians chapter 5 it talks about thinking about how we walk in ephesians 5 15 it says look carefully then how you walk not as unwise but as wise making the best use of the time because the days are evil Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So to walk by God means, first of all, that we're living in fellowship with God, fellowship that's enabled by a purity that comes from repentance and confession of sin. And so the direction of my life is in line with, with God's will. And I have to have wisdom at times, Ephesians says, to know how to walk like this, because the Bible obviously can't address every single situation that we'll ever encounter in life. So I've got to use some wisdom to discern what the will of the Lord is. But to walk with God means that I'm walking according to his, to his will. And so how can we do this? Well, the Bible says that Enoch did it by faith by faith you see faith leads to obedience in 2nd John 2nd John this very short letter that's so short there's not any chapters so it's just verses 4 through 6 and here's what John says as he's writing to this to this church he says I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth so, so notice again see this metaphor of walking Walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, probably talking about the church and not an actual lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one that we have heard from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you've heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. So what does it mean to walk with God? Well, it means to walk in obedience. And how can we walk in obedience? By by faith. You see, when we come to believe, it leads to action. If in the middle of this sermon, with a big smile on my face and a dry tone, I just said, the building is on fire. You know what you would do? Exactly what you're doing now. You would sit there and just wonder well where is this going because nobody would believe that the building is actually on fire because of my tone my gestures the smile the way I set it up if you actually believe the building knows fire everybody would have jumped up and started looking for the nearest exit right because when we truly believe that we're in imminent danger we act faith and belief leads to action and enoch walked with god and he did it by faith he believed in god and he trusted god and so therefore he obeyed god and enoch's life was not meant to be one single trophy of one person who was able to live in obedience it was meant to be an example for all of us that even in the new testament here at the end of the bible people are lifting up this man enoch an example of how new testament believers should live that we should walk by faith following god enoch because of his faith the bible says that he was not found because god took him can can we too be taken well the bible tells us a a couple of ways first of all the bible tells us that not only has the Lord Jesus come to this earth, but he's coming again. We refer to it as the second coming. And Jesus described what was going to take place in Matthew chapter 24, verses 40 through 42. He said about this time, this time that will be totally unexpected, catch everybody off guard. He said, then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and one left. Two will be grinding at the meal. One will be taken and one left therefore stay awake for you do not know on what day your lord is coming jesus said that one day he was going to return and it's going to be so unexpected that nobody's going to see it coming everybody's just going to be going about their normal business people are going to be working just like normal if they had known the lord was going to return on that day they wouldn't have worried about grinding at the mill they wouldn't have worried about going out and plowing at the field but they didn't know he was coming and someday when we if we're alive at that time, least expected, the Lord's going to return. And nobody will guess it, and nobody will see it coming. That's why we have to live with constant expectation and be ready. So why would anybody be ready? Well, because they believe it's actually going to happen. When we have faith that what the Lord said is true, then we'll live with the expectation. But not all of us will live to see the second coming. None of the apostles lived to see it, nor the generations after them. But yet Jesus promised us all eternal life. In John chapter 14, he described a place that he's preparing for us. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. As someone working at a local funeral home commented to me about how many times they had heard that passage at almost every funeral. And it's very appropriate for us to read that passage in a funeral, but it's extremely important that we read it much earlier. So that we are prepared and ready, walking with God by faith because we believe that just as Enoch escaped death, you and I, we may not be carried up into heaven apart from death, but we know not pay the penalty of death if we put our faith and our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Enoch walked with God by faith. And today, you and I are saved in the same way we are saved by faith in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 it says for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it's the gift of God not a result of work so that no one may boast so there's a second question I want us to think about for a moment It's a question that most people aren't aren't asking today, never even thought to ask. But in the second part of verse 5, it says about this man Enoch, now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. So here's a question I want us to think about for a moment. How can I be commended by God? Most people aren't even thinking about this. We're focused on being commended by other people. We're worried about what everybody thinks about us. And I don't know if social media has made this worse or just made it more obvious. But as I look at social media and I see people's posts and the pictures that they set up and the things that they say, it's so obvious that so many people have just posted different things to try to impress other people. We're so worried about what everyone else thinks about us. The Bible makes it pretty clear that we don't need to live for the praise of men. In fact, here's what Jesus said about this. In Luke chapter 6, verse 26, he says, Woe to you when all people speak well of you. That's a pretty stern warning, isn't it? You see, here's the thing you need to understand. That we can't walk with God and be loved by everybody in the world there are going to be times that we are going to have to do things that people don't like that we're going to have to believe things by faith because the bible says that even though it goes against everything everyone else believes or desires it so as we think about pleasing people we need to first understand that not even jesus was able to do that in fact in matthew chapter 11 listen what he said about that generation that he was ministering among he says but To what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John, he's talking about John the Baptist, for John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. Jesus said that there are people that it doesn't matter what you do, you're not going to please them. And so instead of being worried about being commended by people and all kinds of people praising us and speaking well of us, we need to be thinking about how can we be like Enoch, a man who was commended by by God, a man whom God said, walked with him i don't know if you're uh keeping up with the news or not but uh, this week is the annual meeting of the southern baptist convention and so tonight after the evening service i'm going to be headed out to the airport and flying out to to california to represent our church out there and if you've been keeping up with the news uh you'll know that there is a, a study that we did to try to try to uh investigate if indeed there was any kind of Uh, sexual abuse that that hadn't been handled correctly within the it's 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 really complicated because of the structure of the convention but but it's made all kinds of national news has has for for years and so so this year the reports come out and so some people are named in that and some people are named in that because they're guilty of some sexual sin so you know the the press is having a heyday you'll have all kinds of headlines about it this week i'm sure it doesn't matter uh, what, what is done or, or what's said. Uh, the, nothing will be enough to satisfy much of, of the press. And I began thinking about this man in, in the Bible. His name was, was David. Uh, this man, David, was uh, what we would call in our modern-day culture a sexual abuser. In the Bible, he's called an adulterer. But because he was king and he had an adulterous affair with a, a woman of lower status, we would say in our culture today he was abuser and so this man david he has an affair with this woman and and then he murders her husband to, to cover up the evidence so this man david is a, an adulterer and he is a murderer and to use today's terminology he is a sexual abuser Do you know what God says about him in Scripture? He said that David was a man after his own heart. I keep thinking about uh, the passage in Scripture that says, is there any balm in Gilead? Balm meaning a way of healing. You see, as we think about what the Bible teaches, it never describes the church as a group of perfect people. It describes the church as people who have sinned and rebelled against God. People who have earned the penalty of death and eternal separation from God. But because of God's love and his mercy, he found a way to both achieve justice and mercy by sending his own son, to die in our place so that we might be forgiven. This forgiveness doesn't come cheap. It costs the Lord Jesus his life. And it requires us not to abuse it, but to come in repentance and faith. So there's no doubt there are many people who have sinned some of them are famous some of them you will you will know but Enoch didn't walk with God because he had never sinned Enoch didn't walk with God because he was absolutely perfect that's not what it means to walk with God Enoch was a man with a nature just like ours. In fact, this second man in the Bible that's described as being taken up in a whirlwind, Elijah, that's exactly what it says about him in the book of James. He had a nature just like ours. These people that have been offered up for examples for us, they were not superheroes, they're sinners. Who through repentance learned to live by faith in obedience and because of that this man Enoch was commended by God there was a, a preacher that I had tremendous respect for years ago when I was just starting ministry he was he was retiring and ending his And he became very well-known. His name was Frank Pollard. He was uh, in uh, Mississippi. He had this massive media ministry. And I remember late in his life, a reporter asked Dr. Pollard, he says, how do you want to be remembered? And Dr. Pollard had just such great wisdom and uh, true insight and understanding of the Scripture. And he said, young man, I don't want to be remembered. I'm just the messenger. As we begin to think about what other people think of us we need to remember that the only one we need to worry about is God Enoch I don't know if he would have been commended by his friends neighbors and relatives but he was commended by God real quickly there's one last thing I want to show you in the life of Enoch one last question for us to think about for a moment how can I please God It says in verse 6, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. As we think about this question, how can I please God? I don't think many people are asking this today. I think most people today are asking, will God please me? And yet the Bible says that this man, Enoch, pleased God living to please god brings about a whole different perspective than thinking about living so that god might please me but how do we please god the bible says it's by faith you see following god is about a relationship and without faith we'll never pursue that relationship the bible talks about that enoch walked with god And I can't help but think that Enoch is a picture of restored fellowship. You know, when God created Adam and Eve, they literally walked in the presence of God. And yet when Adam sinned or rebelled against God, all of creation failed. But the rest of the Bible is a story about how God is restoring that which is lost, and as good as prayer and worship and fellowship with God can be in this life, it's just a taste of what God has in store for us someday. You see, all that has been lost has not yet been fully restored. How do we receive it? By living by faith. When we believe God and take him at his word, it changes how we live. All throughout the Bible, we see examples of people who walked with God. And today, by faith, we can learn to do the same. Let's pray together. Father, help us to put our belief and our trust firmly in you. I give thanks for this man, Enoch, who gave us an example of walking by faith. Lord, I pray that we too would believe that you exist and that you reward those who seek you. For it's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. I want to ask you today as we close in this song, to think for just a moment about these these questions we've asked. How can I escape death? Well, the Bible's clear that we escape it by faith in Christ. How can I be commended by God? Well, we do not what's right in the world's eyes, but we do what's right in God's eyes. And how can I please God? Not how can God please me, but how can I, please God if you're here today and say pastor I you know I'm not really sure what's going to happen when I die well here's what I want to tell you God doesn't explain every detail and he doesn't answer every curiosity but he tells us this that if we live by faith we can be saved and he's prepared a place for us that is more glorious than we can even imagine and today if you were simply to believe and trust what Jesus promised and ask for forgiveness believing that he has the power to forgive you and committing to live your life for him doesn't mean you'd be perfect but it means that a way of as a way of life you're going to follow him today you could be saved and you can have the gift of eternal life there's a lot of people that started out in the bible walking with god but somewhere along the way they stumbled and they got off path maybe that's where you are today you know you're saved but if you can't honestly say today that you're pleasing God or that you're walking with him, maybe it's because of unconfessed sin in your life or rebellion against something God has called you to do. If that's you, when we begin to sing, would you just pray and recommit yourself to the Lord? Say, God, today I want to do what you've called me to do. I want to live how you've called me to live. So today, if you need help making a decision, during the song after the song after the service at any time if you'll just come up and see me i'll do everything i can to help you pray call upon the lord and find peace with him let's stand together as we sing you come if you need to